Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. If you are a returning listener or viewer on YouTube, thank you so much for sticking around. I really appreciate it. And please don't hesitate to jump into my DMs and let me know what you think of the show. And if you're new here, welcome. Hi, I am Amy. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. So just a little update on me. I'm actually recording this the same week it's going out. Typically, I will batch record a lot of episodes, but I wanted this one to go out this week. So it is currently Wednesday, the 29th of March, and this episode will be going out on Saturday. So I will also just give you a really brief rundown on my comp prep, my bikini comp prep so far, because I think it kind of ties nicely into our episode for today. But we are, or I am currently five and a half weeks out from my first show and eight and a half out from my next show. Uh, I'm doing really well. We're tracking a full week ahead of schedule. And as you, as we go through this episode, you'll hear the reasoning behind this, but literally we are like going to come in exactly where we need to be on show day. And we, at the moment we've got a week, we're a week ahead of that, which is great. But Yesterday I had a posing session, a a private session. I've had multiple since 2021. So I've been working at this for a long time. And if you see my posing, you might not realize that I've been practicing for so long because I understand it's definitely my weak point and it's not as fluent as a lot of the other girls. That is okay. We all have strengths and weaknesses. But yesterday I realized that that second show I'm doing is actually quite different to the first one. There is a lot more creativity allowed with the posing and the suit. You're allowed different suits. I'm far too late to get a different suit. So I'll be sticking with the same suit for both shows. But yeah, it was a lot. And at the same time, I was really nervous about the posing for the first show. And because this second show is now going to be so much more complicated, honestly, it's changed my perspective. I'm like, the posing for the first show is the easiest thing in the world. And I know it and I'm feeling so much more confident in that. So maybe that is a positive to have come out of it. But we're yeah, we're getting close-ish now at that five and a half weeks out from the first show. So I'm feeling really good. Just this week, I think the prep feels have started to come into play. And again, I'll talk about that soon. But the fatigue is ramping up a little bit. Hunger, like, yeah, but I, you just got to get used to it as part of a comp prep. So it's not really uh, here nor there. Um, it's more so the fatigue that impacts what you can do daily, which is a little bit frustrating, you know, especially uh, with work and commitments uh, that can get really frustrating. But it's taken till five and a half weeks out to get there. So I think that's that's pretty good. 
So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the differences between a general lifestyle fat loss phase and bikini comp preps. I specifically want to talk about bikini comp preps rather than figure or physique because they're going to be another another kettle of fish again. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll explain so you understand. Depending on the federation that you're in for bikini, the natural federation, so this means they are meant to be drug tested, for bikini is typically a softer look, which means your body fat out of all of the divisions is going to be the highest or they're going to allow the highest. Is it high? No, it's still not high. You still have to, um, everyone needs to diet to get into a bikini comp or most people do it anyway. There are some circumstances where I know that people are uh, actually needing to eat up and unfortunately oftentimes have come from disordered eating backgrounds and it's actually you know a step forward for them to gain some weight to be able to present on stage but that's like a very very small subset of humans but I actually know one person where that was the case for them so with the other divisions like figure physique um, even women's bodybuilding which is like the really 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 jacked big women it's just a completely different kettle of fish. They have to get so lean. There's definitely performance enhancing drugs happening um, from the federations that aren't tested. So the federations that aren't tested for the figure physique and um, going up from there, everyone is taking performance enhancing drugs. You just have to to be able to stay that lean with and have that much muscle. But I would say for the untested, uh, sorry, for the tested federation, so for the natu- natural federations and bikini, you would hope most people are following the rules. There are still plenty of people who don't follow the rules. Uh, so that's unfortunate, but it does mean that it is like the, the entry point. Bikini is meant to be the entry point and it's meant to be like, you know, you we're going, you, you found out you're going on holiday. And so maybe you did a quick little cut and that's what you're meant to look like. For a lot of us, me included, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks of hard work and a lot of output to actually meet that requirement. So it really is kind of a bit of bullshit with that whole comment, but it's so interesting how our perceptions of like what health and fitness looks like is very different to what health and fitness actually is. And the body that the, the the types of bodies and the range of bodies that actually are healthy and fit are definitely not um, solely bikini bodies, but I guess as in as in competition bikini bodies. And if anything, for a lot of women, their health is actually way worse off. <laughs> so you've just got to look. You've got to take it with a grain of salt. It's a crazy sport. And that's why I thought it might be really interesting for those of you who feel like, oh, maybe it's something you should do, or maybe it's a part of your fitness journey. It's just absolutely not. It's a competition and it really pushes one's physical and mental health to the extremes. Again, when you're doing non-tested federations, uh, that's going to be amplified because there are performance enhancing drugs being taken. So you've just really got to have your shit together, your, your, yeah, and I mean, look, a lot of people don't have their shit together and still do it and still do well, but it, it you, yeah, it just seems very logical when you're going up against um, that. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. 
I currently have places available inside the Glam Body Program. And if you don't know what it is, this is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition, whether that means gaining muscle, getting lean, or both. So Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps, but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body. Or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, speaking negatively to yourself, and you feel like nothing's enough, and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends. So to get your spot, just DM me on Instagram with the heading Glam Body. Or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. With that said, let's get back into the episode. You do have all of your ducks in a row. So there are three main differences that I wanted to talk about when we're thinking about the differences between comp preps and or bikini preps and fat loss phases. So the first is the overall intention What are you trying to achieve? Then we're going to look at the process and how it differs for the process. And then we're going to look at after because there are huge differences between all three. There are some similarities, but they're the three things that we're really going to go through. If you want to kind of like understand a summary of what this episode is going to be, we're going to look at the overall intention, the actual process, and then what happens after the show. Okay, so let's start with the overall intention. Most people, when they're wanting to do a fat loss phase, aren't wanting to gain all of their weight back, right? So what is our intention for most lifestyle clients who want to engage in a fat loss phase, whether that's two kilos of weight lost or 20 kilos of weight lost loss, it's going to be, I want to lose that body fat and I want to be able to maintain that. Can we juxtapose that with a bikini comp prep which is typically I want to look like the best competitor on stage, which depending on that specific person is going to require more or less fat loss. It's who knows, right? It's got nothing to do with what you like on your body. It's got nothing to do with where you feel comfortable and it has zero to do with maintaining because we can't maintain a stage physique. So can you see how it's really different with the general lifestyle fat loss phase? It's like, I want to look how I want to look. I want, you know, you might have a a scale weight amount in mind or a dress size amount, a dress size in mind, although I had a rant about dress sizes the other day, but I imagine you know what I mean. You've got to look in your head of what you want to achieve and you're also completely in the driver's seat with the discomfort that you experience and there are lots of different ways to go about it. Whereas with the bikini comp, so I'll give you a personal example for myself. I'm at a body fat now, which is like, it's actually it's not I'm not that lean like in terms of competitors so I'm lean for average Joe but when it comes to competitors um, I'm sitting way up the higher end of body fat okay and even there I'm at a body fat that I don't like anymore so I've lost my boobs I really hate that and I'm really uncomfortable in sitting down I can't rest my legs how I want to rest them when I'm sleeping because there's not enough like body fat to support between 
basically my bones and it really hurts my knees. Um, and even yesterday I was lying down on the leg curl and my hips were hurting just lying down on the leg curl, like the, like the bone on the pad, right? So even though I still have plenty to go for even just a natural bikini show, that wouldn't even be, you know, I'd be literally starting a comp prep at this body fat if I was doing the tested, uh, the untested shows I hope that just really puts into perspective and yet at the same time I've done fat loss phases where I haven't been I haven't considered prepping for a bikini comp and I typically wouldn't come you know I'm I'm two three kilos lighter than that so I hope that kind of puts that into perspective how really 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 different things are what what you do for a competition and I think most women report this we like it's I guess it's cool for like you know the competition and maybe some photos or whatever but it it's so much deeper than that we a lot of us don't actually like the way this looks or this feels like being in this body is not a good time um and yet like if I wasn't doing this for a competition no way in hell would I be this lean I'd be at at least two kilos heavier. Two kilos heavier, I'm pretty happy. I don't, you know, I can sit down without it being uncomfortable. I can rest my legs how I want to rest them. Uh, and I have some boobs, which is important to me and, you know, a bit more of a bum. So those things are really important to me. So the bikini comp has nothing to do with what you think about your body or how you feel about or what your preferences, because you're, you're trying to mold your physique or sculpt your physique against a certain set criteria. And of course, something we can't control, but is like whoever turns up on the day, you'll be judged against those women. So if all of them happen to have really big booties and yours is small, you're going to get marked down. If all of them uh, happen to be on the softer side and you're really, really lean, you may actually be marked down in that case, right? So there is an element of like who shows up on the day as well. But yeah, it's nothing to do with what do you think looks good. It's all to do with what the judges think looks um, meets the criteria, okay? So really different intentions. In terms of the outcome as well, we're also looking at sustainability for a general fat loss client, right? Like Again, like I said, you're probably not going to want to pile all of the weight back on if you're a lifestyle client. You're wanting to lose body fat, create a sustainable lifestyle, and then stay as close to that as possible, if not even continuing to improve your body composition by building muscle mass over time, which overall reduces our body fat percentage because we have more muscle mass and we're going to look leaner. That's what most people want. They don't want to be yo like even if this is happening to you, I'm sure you don't want to be yo-yoing in and out. Like that's not what you want to happen. Whereas the intention with a bikini comp prep again is like it's typically to win the show, which means you need to look your best for 30 seconds if you get a stage routine, and then it's probably less than five minutes for stage time. And so the reason I'm saying that is because even with like a peak week and show day protocols, again, it's not so important for the, the natural bikini girls, but once you're starting to move up into figure and physique, the peaking and the show day, you know, the, the food before the food on the show day, it can have a big impact on your physique. And especially I'm thinking like men's um, classic and bodybuilding, these guys are extremely lean and they're enormous. Like I don't think I've ever seen a person in real life that big. You know, we see it on YouTube, we see it on TV or whatnot, but 
these people are few and far between on earth, walking around on earth. Their physiques are so out of the norm. But for them, you know, water and carbohydrates and whether they're taking diuretics or whatever, it's really going to have a big impact on how they look on stage. And they're trying to look their best for the seconds that they're actually on stage. Not even the morning of show day, not the night of show day, whatever. It's literally you're trying to get the, the your athlete the best look for that 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes that they're actually on stage. Sometimes with those bigger shows, the professional league, they might also split them up into one show one night and then the next, the next night. Like there's all those sorts of things, but you're trying to get your athlete to look their best just for the minutes on stage. It doesn't matter what they look like a minute before they're off stage or before they've got on stage, that doesn't matter. So as you can see, it's so it's so different to a general lifestyle fat loss phase where we're, we're trying to maintain that result, hopefully for the rest of the person's life. This is we're trying to get a very specific result for minutes at a time. Okay, so from there, we're going to look at the process. So Fat loss, a fat loss phase process, how does that differ between a bikini comp process? I'll try and stick to just bikini comps because it's not as extreme as the other divisions and I'll talk natural because that's what I know. Um, and it's uh, less extreme than the tested, uh, the untested federation. Sorry, I keep making that mistake, don't I, in this podcast. But the process in and of itself may not be that different in terms of where in both scenarios we're trying to lose body fat. But with a general lifestyle client, again, we're trying to build a lifestyle. So we're trying to ingrain in them habits that can last a lifetime. Now, typically competitors that do well will still be living this lifestyle year round. So there might be that similarity you could say in that to a degree, we're creating a sustainable lifestyle. Typically, the bikini competitor, though, is going to have very different desires for what their life looks like. So typically, competitors already probably won't drink, already probably won't party. Um, some of them do, for sure. I'm not saying everyone, but they're, they're, they're probably going to constantly have in the back of their mind their competing goals, and they're not going to want to do anything that's going to take them too far away from that. And sleep is a big one. So sleep and recovery is a big one. So you're not going to see them doing, again, unless they're on holiday and deep in off season, and maybe they're not going to compete for a couple of years, but you're probably not going to see them going out that much. Definitely not. Like if we're just actually talking about the comp prep, so there's not going to be any alcohol during the comp prep. There's not going to be any late nights during the comp prep. Whereas for a general fat loss client, they like they can be. Yes, it's going to work against you for sure. But again, as long as the person has their expectations managed on what that means that they're going to achieve, we can fit that in. Okay. The Comp prep as well is probably typically going to require a greater degree of energy output, whether that is steps or cardio. Again, this isn't everyone. I think, you know, I'm only doing 12,000 steps a day. We're five and a half weeks out. And Jace has said, that's going to be my cap. We're literally not going to do any more than 12,000 steps, which is kind of crazy. I mean, things might change, but at the moment we're a week ahead. So I don't see why we would need to. So like there are going to be, some differences there, but typically for a lot of people, I've even heard of, again, in the untested federations, like two and a half hours per day on like a Stairmaster and whatnot. It's like maybe the athlete is not in a good position health-wise and maybe that's why that they need to do that. And maybe their off-season has been a little bit all over the shop and maybe that's why they have to do that. 
But we have to really think about for the general fat loss client, like what amount of cardio are they going to be able to continue with? And we can taper that down for sure, but it's a it's a real game for a lifestyle fat loss client because again, we're trying to maintain that result. We're trying to maintain the result. That's that's the whole point of that. Whereas again, we don't need to worry about that for a competitor. We can push as much as we need to because we're not worried about this being a sustainable process at all for them. Same goes with food, right? So up until about the 12 week mark of my prep, I was able to have like some chocolate every day as in like a Kit Kat every single day. And I was able to have like a, a takeaway meal out where I was being conservative and guessing, not guessing the macros. I was, you know, reading the nutrition um, panels from the online, but you just never know that that's going to be accurate. And from the 12 week out mark that all, all of that went. And so, because my calories are really low, they're way lower than they would need to be. If I was in a general fat loss phase, I don't have room enough to fit those fun things in because it's going to take away from the micronutrients I need from my food because I'm such on such limited calories. I don't have much of a budget to get my micros in. So pretty much everything that's coming in needs to have some micronutrient content to support me. And no doubt most, most competitors will be deficient just because of how low calories have to go. Again, this is not always the case for everyone, especially potentially competitors who have been doing this for a long time and who can maintain a lean enough physique in their off seasons or improvement seasons may not actually have to lose too much, especially for bikini. And they may be able to maintain a higher standard of health as well. So it's not for everyone, but we've really got to think about like when we're not eating very much food, basically everything coming in needs to be of benefit more so than any psychological benefit. Um, it's still important to some degree that a competitor does enjoy their food so they can get it down, but enjoyment, you know, emotional fulfillment, any of those sorts of things is not a consideration. Whereas again, when we're thinking of creating a sustainable lifestyle for someone who's wanting just a general fat loss result, that's like right up on the list of importance because if they can't maintain it, they're going to go all the way back to where they started the fat loss phase, which is completely against what, what we're trying to aim for. The other thing, of course, with the process with bikini comps is the posing, which takes, you know, could be up to, I don't know, an hour a day for months. And you are very heavily marked on your posing. So actually, I saw the score sheet for the first show that I'm doing and bikini is not actually marked on musculature as the other the other divisions are the other female divisions. So there's fitness, there's sports, there's figure physique. They have a muscularity component. I believe all of them do, but bikini doesn't, which is really interesting. You just need to look toned. You need to look like you train. And of course, it's not as um, as lean as the other categories, but the huge thing for bikini is stage presence, posing, glam. Does your bikini match your overall features? Does your hair look pretty? How does your makeup look? What's your tan like? How have you decided to pose? How, um, what's the word? Like fluid are you moving between poses and how effortless does, does it look? It's meant to be more like a model 
um, kind of a look, kind of a vibe. That's what they're really going for with the bikini, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Again, they go, oh, you know, fat loss, I get to be lean. This is me, definitely the first time I competed. I was like, it's a socially acceptable way for me to get lean. And I really hated the posing component to it because I just, yeah, I didn't appreciate the artistry, the performance, the choreography that goes into it. And this time around, it's it's the hardest thing for me, absolutely. But I've been spending so much time. And again, I, I know it probably doesn't look like I've been spending so much time on my posing because I'm not brilliant at it. I will get there. I really will get there. And I think I've improved a lot. But it's because I have so much appreciation for it now. And I've just been watching videos and videos and videos of other competitors posing and seeing what what hand movements look good, how do they transition, what's their style, which style do I like. This is a huge part of bikini. So basically what I was saying there with the process where, again, we're looking at sustainability, how do we create a sustainable lifestyle, whether that's in food, whether that's with output, whether that's with training sessions. And for a bikini comp prep, it's not. It's like we need to get a specific result and you need to be prepared to do absolutely everything you can to get there in terms of fatigue, in terms of uh, yeah, fatigue, hunger, irritability, it, it's it's really like bad luck. Like if you, you decided to compete, it's a privilege to compete. Compete. It's no one else made you. It's an extreme sport. Do You do what you need to do and shut up basically. And if you don't, fucking exit. <laughs> like leave, that's fine. Uh, so it, you, it's opposite ends, right? Now, finally, with the process afterwards, so once a lifestyle client has finished a fat loss phase, again, and I probably sound like a broker, I apologize for that, but we're, we're looking at like, how can we maintain this result? So pretty much almost everything we're going to want to keep in to an extent. And then depending on the client, I'm thinking about my clients who have helped do this, we're probably going to want to um, taper things down in terms of activity, but only slightly. Training sessions will highly likely stay the same. So if they're doing three, they'll keep doing three. If they're doing four, four, whatever. I don't really change that because I like my clients to stay in a, um, a nice routine. And steps again, with my general fat loss clients, I don't think I've ever taken anyone up more than 14,000, but for competitors, they may have to go past that. Uh, I do like all of my ladies as well. And some of them, this is very hard for them to do, but I do like my ladies to maintain somewhere between eight, you know, somewhere around the 8,000 mark a day of steps. Whereas if I'm using myself as a case study, we have seen really good results with me with actually taking my steps down even a little bit further than that um, and to around like the six and a half. And it's not ideal to be fair with you. I don't think that's very healthy. I think around that 8,000 is probably going to be a little bit better, maybe seven and a half to 8,000 for overall health. But just pulling my activity down so much means that my body adapted to that, not doing very much eating a decent amount of food. So then when we do turn the dial up, we're getting a lot of bang for our buck. But again, that's not really with health in mind. You know, that's with bikini competing in mind. Like it's not in my interest to do 12,000 steps in the off season. Cause if I was doing 12,000 steps in the off season, you bet, yeah, we'd be doing 16, 18, 20,000 steps now. 
So can you see how health and and competing is not the same thing? Fitness outcomes and and competing is not the same thing. Um, I actually didn't say this before, and I should have with when we're talking about the process. But like, I love training quads, like leg extensions, like direct quad work, and. I've only got a couple sets in now, but I, over the last few years, I think I've only ever had leg extensions in my program like twice over the last like three years, because it's not about what I like for a bikini comp. I have to fit a certain criteria. And if I train them too much, they'll get too big and they'll be out of proportion with the rest of my body. So it's something I really enjoy that I can't do because it's like, it's, it's just, it's going to, um, impact your placing. So yeah, enjoyment is something that doesn't as much factor in. So afterwards with the bikini comp process, what we are trying to do is restore restore someone's health markers. So in most cases, people's health is going to be pretty banged up by the time they get, um, they finish their show. Unfortunately, we might have someone with a lot of food focus. So I'm thinking about my prep last time and what happened to me. Um, my hormones were all out of whack. I was extremely cold, lost my period. I'd broken out in a rash. I had huge food focus. And then I think looking back, it was like a period of binging, although I really thought at the time it was more so just massive overeating because I'm not sure. I don't think, I'm not sure I could call it binging. It probably was only about 3000 calories a day for a couple of weeks, which I don't think uh, equates to a binge. I think binges are more like that, you know, five, six or so. I don't think it's a calorie amount on binging, but I think it's actually a lot more calories get consumed during binging periods. Um, This was really just my body was just trying to get back to a body fat that it felt it wasn't dying. And that was really, really challenging for me. So what we're trying to do for someone once they finish a comp prep is restore their health as soon as possible. You may not have heard of a something called a recovery diet, but this definitely emanated from the bodybuilding world. And it's basically like you're going into a period of hopefully it's only four weeks, but it might take up to eight weeks to recover someone's health. We want to try and do this as fast as possible. There's no point keeping someone that lean if they don't have another show, like if they don't have another show, you get them up and get, you know, get them gaining body fat, get them healthy as soon as you possibly can. Now, of course you don't want them gaining crazy amounts of body fat really fast. So I did 12 kilos in eight weeks last time. That's too fast. And that was hell for my hormones. Like we just did a pendulum swing, no good. Right. But we do want someone to regain enough body fat at a decent enough rate so that hopefully within four weeks, everything's all good. It may take a little bit longer, but we're trying to attempt to gain body fat back to reset someone's hormones in that initial post-show period. Like that's the goal. Whereas again, that's like the opposite of what you're trying to do for a general lifestyle fat loss client. Like you want them to maintain that physique, right? So this is one of those situations where it is opposite. Um, with the bikini comp prep, like I said, I just want to make it clear. We're not trying to jack on fat as, you know, out of control, um, as we can, it is still needing to be controlled, but we're going to see, um, great reduction in metabolic rate. You know, we've probably stressed out the physique a lot. So even anticipated maintenance, 
it's not going to be that much more calories per day, which I think upsets some people when they realize, no, it's not maintenance from when you started this deficit. It's your new maintenance and probably understanding that even that's going to be tanked quite a lot um, for a lot of uh, women as well. Thyroid can go out the window, which can make um, weight gain happen fairly rapidly as well. So it's really about restoring health. Whereas hopefully for the fat loss client, they're, they should be at the peak of their health. Hopefully, like we haven't got them so lean that they can't maintain that, um, but they're actually feeling fantastic and they've now created a lifestyle that they can maintain. So again, depending on the client, um, we will restore a general lifestyle client back up to maintenance calories and as fast as we can. I'd still say it's useful to do that as fast as we can. But again, there probably won't be too much difference. That may only be a couple hundred calories a day increase. Who knows? Um, But we, again, would be in a place where we can sustainably keep most of their activity in without it being too challenging. Um, And then we can just play around with calories as we go and as they get healthier. Um, They'll start building some muscle mass again in maintenance. You know, it won't be huge amounts, but it, it can be there, which can help them too. Okay. So I hope that has helped to explain the differences. And I think the overarching one that I really spoke about is like the general lifestyle client, we're aiming for sustainability of their new lean physique for a comp, for a competitor that goes out the window, like even in improvement season, your goal isn't to stay as lean as you can in improvement season. It's to build the physique that is going to hit the criteria in a better way, whatever that means for you. So it just personal preference goes out the window with bikini or with any other competition. You may not like how you look. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what the judges think according to a specific set of criteria, which again, for most people, that sounds like hell. Like I'm putting in all of the effort to build a physique I don't even like just to get into a competition where I'm going to be judged on, you know, the way I look. That sounds ludicrous. Um, But for the competitors who really enjoy it, it's actually more so about it's actually more so about the process rather than the physique. So many of us don't like how we look, particularly it's not our preference, uh, but it is about the process, the person we need to be to make sure we're getting everything done. Um, and that's really fun. The competition aspect for a lot of us is is really, really fun. And so, yeah, that's the difference. It's it's very much thinking of one as a sport and and one as a, a you know a healthier lifestyle that we're trying to facil- facilitate there. So... With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wanted to um, send me your comments on this episode, have a discussion, absolutely, as always, feel free to shoot me through a message. And if you wouldn't mind um, giving the podcast a rating, that definitely helps me out and lets me know what you love. Or if you're watching this on YouTube and you've made it this far, then hitting the like button. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.